0: If you have a love for nature and everything that involves it, are interested in learning the current issues concerning our environment, perhaps you want to know more about it. Well, you came to the right place, welcome to the Environmental Elves podcast for people who are interested in nature. This is where we spill the tea about the latest news concerning Mother Nature and the planet we live on Earth. This is Luna Tran coming to you from Hemet, California on March 18, 2021. Today, I am joined by Erin Holloway and... We are talking about whether or not the U.S. should intervene to protect human rights.
1: I honestly think they should. I'm a human, and I'm right a lot of the times, but I'm not protected. Kind of
0: annoying, to be honest. I'm kidding. <laughs> but those are not the type of rights I'm talking about. The types of rights I'm talking about are the ones that rely on the notion that one common moral governs all people. This concept goes far back, even as far as Aristotle and his description of a universal natural order. But what started all this hype around human rights was John Locke's Two Treaties of Government, published in 1689. Oh my gosh, I love that book. He wrote
1: about how all humans should have have certain natural rights, and that humans are naturally free, but their freedom should not come at the expense of others. Like, for example, you aren't free to murder someone because by murdering them, you just infringed on their right to live.
0: Yeah, and now that you mention it, I just remembered he's a guy who, along with some others, whose works would inspire the American and French Revolution in the 18th century. In the American Declaration of Independence, it says all men are created equal and are endowed by the creator with certain inalienable rights, including life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And then in the French Declaration of Rights of Men and of the Citizens, it says the aim of every political association is a preservation of the natural and inalienable rights of men. And these rights include liberty, property, security, and resistance to oppression. Oh wow, that sounds really familiar. You can tell they were inspired by Locke. They better do a works
1: cited page or turnitin.com is going to mark them down as plagiarized. <laughs> Anyways, I think it is really interesting how these nations believed in the concept of natural rights and put it in their declarations of independence, but yet they didn't really take action. Like, I mean, only male citizens in France and white male citizens in America were
0: granted these rights. Yeah, they were all dark and no While it would have been nice for everyone to have gotten their rights away, at least this idea of being integrated into the foundation of uh, the government and culture, from the empire to provide a starting part for those who didn't receive their rights. It is like if you had to write an essay, but you only wrote the outline. The outline isn't really efficient. It isn't making a proper argument. It is just a bunch of brief bullet points. It is incomplete. What do you mean incomplete? That sounds like every essay I've written. But it's better than nothing. It can lead to a full-fledged essay and acts as a starting point. The blame hypocrisy of these nations would inspire people to call it out, fight for their rights, and have a good legal document for making the argument that they were entitled to these rights. Okay, as cool as all this is, I feel like I'm talking to my history teacher or
1: something. Let's talk a bit more about modern times.
0: My bad man, sorry to say, but I think there's a little bit more historical context to talk about, but just for you, I skip a hundred of years. All you really need to know is that in 1948, the UN after witnessing the crimes against humanity in Nazi Germany had committed against their own people. They felt the need to establish international law that would protect the rights of people around the world. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. The Universal Declaration
1: of Human Rights. They said that all human beings are born free and equal in dignity and rights. They are endowed with reason and conscience and should act towards one another in the spirit of brotherhood. They supported ideas of equality and non-discrimination and provided all sorts of rights, such as the right to liberty, security, nationality freedom of thought, the right to marry, freedom from arbitrary arrest, the right to a fair trial, and I could honestly go on forever as there's so much stated.
0: Yeah, that's a lot. I can't even imagine the sheer amount of universal rights there are, especially considering that there has been several conventions since the initial universal declaration of human rights. That promised even more universal natural rights, such as the International Covenant of Economic, Social, and Cultural Rights, Convention of the Rights of the Child, the International Convention on Civil Political Rights, Convention on the Elimination of All Forms of Discrimination Against Women. It could go on forever too, honestly. I mean, they're promising all of these things. How can they even enforce these things? And what I've gathered, they can't really actually enforce
1: them. They just kind of what they do what they call naming and shaming. Hey, yo, my mom knows all about that. <laughs> Same. But as I was saying, individual nations can choose to impose economic sanctions and or cut diplomatic ties with other nations they feel aren't providing the rights they should. But that's about it. Basically, they enforce it by judging one another. But in more major violations of rights, there can be military intervention. Usually, nations are more hesitant because there is a moral gray area of whether or not they should actually intervene.
0: Yeah, I remember that in 2002 and 2003, George W. Bush, Promoted a U.S.-led invasion for Iraq for humanitarian reasons, he alleged that the Hussein, the dictator of Iraq, had committed atrocities such as using chemical warfare on his people, and that it was necessary to remove him from power. The allegations were shown to be false later on, but by that time the U.S. had already removed Hussein from power, causing ethnic fighting. in a Tower Vacuum. This fighting would go on until
1: 2011. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I just think it's funny considering the United States is not perfect themselves. I mean, they had slavery, the removal and genocide of indigenous people, forcefully occupying other countries, overthrowing democratically elected officials in other governments, and holding suspected
0: terrorists indefinitely without trial. And that is really messed up. It kind of reminds me of why some are against the UN, specifically the U.S. and other Western nations, intervening for the supposed sake of human rights, what I'm getting at is that some feel as if imposing Western ideas of human rights on other nations forcefully is cultural repression. For example, in Western human right would be freedom of speech, but some other cultures, specifically Asian ones, values respect of authority and that would require somewhat limited speech to be upheld. And if we were to enforce our belief onto them, it could be harmful to their culture. Singapore Foreign Minister Lee Kuan Yew wants that universal recognition of the idea of human rights can be helpful if universalism is used to deny or mask the reality of diversity. So what do you think? Should the U.S. intervene to protect human rights?
1: I mean, it is a difficult question, and there's a lot of gray areas. And honestly, there should be more color. I'm kidding. What I actually think is that the human rights movement being led by Western nations is a huge issue. And it should become a more diversely led movement. And I agree that strictly enforcing our beliefs onto others could be harmful and limit diversity. But going back to your example, just because people have the right to freedom of speech doesn't mean that people can't respect authority. People should still be allowed to express a dislike of authority, even if their society values the opposite. I'm not quite sure where I stand on the issue, because there are so many nuances. Like, Iraq is a good example of how military intervention could be harmful.
0: But then I think of things like the Holocaust, where that was needed. What do you think? I see what you mean, Erin, but I believe more into government intervention because they keep us protected. Like how they have certain laws protect people from stealing from others as well as protecting us from possible fraud. But that's what I believe. I'd rather have legal protection than none at all. You know what, Luna? I get what you mean. Unfortunately, I got a blast. Thanks for having me, G. Of course. It was nice to have you on the show. Stay tuned for next time where we discuss More about issues about Mother Nature and our beloved Earth. Till next time, we see you. We'll be on the greener side of life. Remember to keep it green. Ciao.